eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Thursday, October 1st. Yes, the end of a quarter, the beginning of a new one. But today, uh, instead of focusing on your investment part of your life, October 1st, I would like you to know that today is the first day that you can begin the process of applying for financial aid. I know you always look so forward to, no, no one looks forward to it. The Free Application for Federal Student Aid or FAFSA form, that is available. This is going to be a tricky year for everyone, right? Because the FAFSA form looks back to your 2019 returns and you know that lots could have changed this year. So I have a blog post on the Jill on Money website that you can look at and has all the links that you need to the FAFSA form, to an explanation about a professional judgment for the IRS data retrieval tool and the College Board's CSS financial aid profile. All these things, incredibly important. You know, not all aid works this way, but some dollars are released on a first come first serve basis. So get going, move on it. Anyone you know who is going to college or graduate school, start the process right now. Okay. Oh, this is excellent. Good timing, Mark, because let's get to your questions. If you have a financial question, just shoot us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. This is from Aaron who says, I'm a 26-year-old post-grad. I've been fortunate to have paid my college debt off. That's awesome. Got 50 grand in the bank. I have a 403B and I contribute 10% with my company's pre-tax plan. Any advice on where to put my money? I want to be 50-50 conservative, yet I'm okay risking the rest. I don't have enough for Vanguard or some of the big investors. I have minimal expenses, which are likely to pick up in a few years. I would like to save for a home and family in the future. I'm in between where I don't have enough to contribute, but I can't let my money sit with minimal interest. Any guidance is appreciated. Well, I don't know why you can't, why you say you don't have enough money for Vanguard. Of course you do. You have enough money for lots of different uh, investment houses, and you could certainly consider a Vanguard or a Schwab or T. Rowe Price or TD Ameritrade, anything like that. There's also uh, Fidelity, uh, the robo-advisors like Betterment, and Vanguard also has a digital advisory service. So you've got enough money to do that. So I'm not sure why you say you don't. I think you do. 
Whatever money you think you're going to need for that emergency reserve fund has got to stay safe. And whatever money you think you might need within the next few years stays safe. Otherwise, get going and just put yourself in a balanced fund or use some sort of target date fund or let the robo choose the investments for you. Okay, Aaron, good luck. Thank you so much for writing. Uh, Next up is Colin, who lives and works in Texas and says, I'm at a point where I'm trying to determine the next step in my financial journey. I recently got engaged and would like to begin investing for our future. Wow, so young. I graduated from college in May of 2019 with no debt and and he got engaged. Whew, all right. Well, okay. I have a job helping with land acquisition, big home builder. Uh, my post-tax income ranges from forty dollars to $50,000 a year. I have a 401k with a company. It has about $3,500 in it. And I do the full 8% match, which they offer, meaning he puts in 8% because they match up to 8%. I have a savings account and it's built up with $16,500 I've accumulated over the last year. Roughly 10,000 of that is allocated for my emergency fund, which he says three to six months worth of expenses. Now you guys, I really want six months at least. I really want six to 12 months. That's my editorial there for everybody who's listening. Okay. Colin says that he's looked into low cost index funds that track the S&P 500. He's looked at Roth IRAs. He's struggling to pull the trigger on something given what's happened with the pandemic, the election. I want to get invested. I want All right. So next step, here's how you do this. You are doing what you should be doing. Um, I think that it's important that you keep enough money in that emergency reserve fund, as you said, I want there to be six months, not three months. And after that, you can do essentially what I just suggested to Aaron right before you, which is go to some no load mutual fund house. You can either use an S&P 500 fund outside of a, a retirement plan, or you could use a Roth. I like the Roth. I think the Roth would be great for you. I think it's a great addition to what you should be doing. And I would do it in a tax efficient model like the Roth, pay that tax. Now you're in a low tax bracket. So I say a Roth. And again, you guys, when you hear me say this, here's the companies again, I just want to put this out there. These are the places where you can get low cost index funds, or you can probably get access to a target date fund, or you can get an actual robo, a, a digital advisor or a digital platform for investing. So the companies that I really would think are sort of high up on your research should be for index funds, that would be Vanguard or Fidelity or Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or T. Rowe Price. For the robos, for the automatic investing platform, that would be Betterment. Vanguard has a digital advisor. Schwab has an intelligent portfolio, but has a pretty high minimum. So those are the kinds of places that I would recommend. Okay. All right. Who's up next? We've got Keith who says, my wife and I currently have our simple and Roth IRAs and some other monies held by Morgan Stanley. I own the business that supports the simple. I've been thinking about looking for a new advisor and possibly just moving everything to Vanguard because of the low fees associated. Any thoughts? Keith in Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I love low cost investing. This is the theme of the show. If um, Vanguard will have it, you know, sometimes you have to have a bigger plan and they won't take the plan. But yeah, I would go with the cheapest possible option where they can help you do the paperwork and make sure that you just have some index funds and don't go crazy. All right. LC 
is our next questioner. LC writes, hi, Jill and Mark. I'm 64 and I've had a Roth IRA account in my name for years now. Unfortunately, my work almost totally disappeared due to the pandemic. I'm self-employed in the entertainment industry. At last count, there are 12 million of us that are without jobs right now. I normally make a full contribution um, to my Roth IRA, so $6,000 plus $1,000 catch-up for being over 50, but I won't even show that much earned income for 2020. Thank heavens my spouse still has a job. She makes an adequate amount of earned income to cover the maximum yearly contribution for me if needed and also has her own 403B retirement plan through her provider. We file a joint return. For 2020, can I contribute my full 7,000 from our combined income based on this scenario? I keep finding articles about spousal IRAs. Mine was never set up other than the regular individual Roth IRA. I find it confusing and thought you might be able to help me iron it out. The last thing I wanna be is dinged for the IRS for contributing too much. Okay. Presuming that your spouse on that income, you qualify for the spousal contribution, I th- go ahead and do it. Right. In other words, there's no special labeling that would be, you know, it has to be retitled. It's just you use the same IRA. But just to remind everybody to actually use a Roth IRA, the income phase out limit for 2020 begins at $196,000 for married filing jointly. And it phases out completely. If you make more than $206,000, you cannot use it. But if you guys earn less than that together, you should be able to make a spousal Roth IRA contribution. So that should be just fine. You know, just keep some notes on that. Just God forbid. Okay. And finally, for this Thursday, we have a note from Alan who reads my column in the Chicago Tribune who wants to know, is there any chance the required minimum distribution formula will increase or require more taxes? And is there any chance of a reduction in the tax-free feature of the Roth IRA? Listen, there's always a chance for anything. Um, I don't think the formula on the RMD is going to change. I just think that, you know, if, if anything, What's becoming clearer is that, you know, after we had the retirement changes at the end of last year, RMDs are actually a little bit easier because you don't have to start taking them until 72. But I don't think that there is right now any plans to change the formula. I guess theoretically that um, you could have a problem if they make you accelerate it, but I don't know if they're going to do that. We already know that the beneficiary IRAs are accelerated in the time horizon because if you're a non-spouse and you inherit an IRA, now you got to take all that money out within 10 years of the person's death if the person dies after January of 2020. So that one I don't think. But I do think that everyone is a little skittish about making proclamations about the Roth IRA. Do I think that there will be uh, a change in Roth IRAs that are already established and taxing those. I don't think so. Do I think that they could actually potentially roll them back and say you can't use a Roth IRA under you know various circumstances or they say we're not going to allow this anymore? I think that is for sure a possibility, but I, I just, I wouldn't change the way I manage my life based on that. Okay, so it's everything's a possibility, but let's use the law and the rules as they exist today. All right. Okay, and now that is it for the show. Um, It's the fourth quarter. It's going to be a very bumpy road here, gang. Just buckle up. 
And I'm not talking about just the election, just talking about in general, it's been a crazy year so far. And if you've got any questions about how to manage your financial life, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And if you are poking around the website, there's also a contact button that you can access. As always, we ask you to wash your hands, to wear your masks, to maintain your physical distancing. I'm talking to you people in New York City. Do not go running into restaurants immediately. Be careful. And please try to do something nice for somebody else today. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.